Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools, and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned either through client work or personal experiences, or sometimes both. And most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Hello, welcome back. It's Steph here. Delighted to be back with you for another episode of my podcast just for today. And first of all, thank you so much to everybody that reached out to me with regards to last week's episode, which was toxic positivity. It certainly resonated with a lot of you. So I always love hearing from you. I love your feedback. And of course, one way to do that is to come and join my free WhatsApp community full of just incredible women that I I feel privileged to have them eat just at the end of my phone sometimes. We have great conversations. In fact, the last week we talked about Barbie and the Barbie movie and I haven't seen it. I haven't. I haven't been to see it. And I'm going to be completely honest. When it first was starting to be marketed to us all, I was a bit like, what is this big deal about a movie about Barbie? Now, I wasn't a doll playing girl anyway. My sister had Barbies and Cindy's. She had Barbie bus. She had Barbie houses you name it. She used to get in the bath with about 30 Barbies and play for hours with them. And I was just so uninterested in dolls. And I don't remember too much what I did enjoy playing with, but I do know I didn't like playing with dolls. So when this movie started to be kind of shown to us, there wasn't an awful lot of, for me anyway, I didn't see an awful lot of context to it. All I saw was a Barbie movie. And and I think there's a lot of people that have gone and taken younger children with them and then the younger kids have been disappointed by it because what I have heard and what I have now gone on to learn about this movie is there's actually a beautiful message behind it all now I can't tell you what that is because I haven't seen it all I can do is tell you what I've heard from women in my whatsapp group and women that are around me and that it is this talk about the restraints on women the basically the bullshit that we're fed as women but that's as much as I can comment. But it does lead me like nicely into the subject for this week, which is around toxic femininity, because I don't know about you. I can only talk from my experience. Growing up as a girl wasn't easy. Um, I love being a woman now. I just love it. I, I just couldn't even imagine life not being me and being a woman and all of that that, that entails. But being a teenage girl was such a huge challenge for me, such a huge challenge. And in fact, My most recent therapy session that I had was with my therapist around me not feeling good enough, good enough in certain areas of my life. And we're ongoing works in progress. I feel the best I've ever felt. I feel the most confident I've ever felt. I feel the most confident in my skin and comfortable in my skin that I've ever felt. But it's an ongoing job, right? Another level, another devil. As I push myself and move myself into another phase of my life, something shows up and says, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. And that's perfectly normal. It's perfectly normal for that reaction to happen. What isn't, in my opinion, and for me, normal is to ignore that and allow it to dictate where I'm going to go next. So the last time 
that noise, my inner protector showed up for me and she was saying, Steph, you're not good enough for this. Come on now, calm your tits, love. Um, I spoke to my therapist about it and we worked through it and we did some digging and we did some timeline and I ended up having a conversation with 15-year-old Steph and I revisited her in the courtyard of my old senior school and she was standing amongst other girls that she would have considered her friends at that time but she never quite felt like she fit and it was almost like she was moving around constantly she was always on the perimeter of those circles of friendships never quite finding a place to put her feet down and make solid foundations now that surprises some people when I tell them that people that knew me back then because I guess I appeared to feel and fit but inside I felt like I was not good enough to be in certain circles and I hovered constantly through my teenage years and I would say the very first time in my life where I felt I truly truly fit was when I embarked on my self-employed world and became a doula and did my doula training. And then I finally was like, oh my goodness, this is where I'm supposed to be. These people understand me. These people get me. Now, I've gone on to do an awful lot of development and now know that it's actually about me being comfortable inside my own skin and it's never about anybody else. And I fit wherever I want to go, but it was this this fear, this self-judgment, this lack of self-compassion that I was showing myself when I was 15 and almost trying to be something I wasn't in order to just blend. I always wanted to just blend when I was a teenager. Like I say, this is only my musings and my beliefs and my experiences and things that I've learned um, within my profession. But from a very early age, us females are subliminally conditioned to judge each other, work against each other, be unkind to each other. That whole, you know, I know I've said this. I know I've thought it about other girls. Who do you think you are? What are you doing wearing that? Oh my goodness, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. Because I had this burning desire to blend and just fit in. I also put that onto other people in my head. I didn't say it. I never said it to anybody else because I actually knew that it was a really unkind thought. But actually it was my own perceptions of myself that I was kind of seeing the rest of the world. It comes back to that map of the world, doesn't it? And how we see the world, we believe others see it in the same way. So I was looking at other females and thinking, wow, you're brave to wear yellow dungarees. I don't know where that came from. It just popped into my head. I remember, actually, I do know, um, we had an art teacher at school and she was really out there. She was really funky. She was really, she wasn't an art teacher. She was a religious studies teacher, but she was she was very friendly with the art teachers. And she was oozing coolness. But actually what she was oozing was zero fuckiness. Like she just owned who she was and she she just had this air and grace about her. that She just moved through the world so beautifully. I almost was jealous of her. But what that would internally convert to is, wow, look at her. Who does she think she is standing out? She loves herself. You know, that was the internal messaging that was going on. And I think as women and and young females now, you know, I didn't have social media to contend with them. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have anything else to judge ourselves or pit ourselves against at that time. We were doing it with people that were in our classes, people that were in the playgrounds, people that when we started working that we worked with, that's who we were judging ourselves against. There were our markers. I think it's so much more difficult now for young females. I really, really do. 
I feel extremely grateful that I am not in that phase of my life now because it's just the most difficult time to be a female right now. But anyway, that aside, I'm digressing a little bit here. But I, you know, I think from a very early and young age, we started to compete with each other as females. We started to measure ourselves up against each other in the playground. We started to judge people on what they wore and what that meant as well. If you had the latest fashion, I remember when I was 15, it was really trendy to wear really long pleated skirts for school. Like we wore navy skirts and the longer the better. They just sat a bit above your ankles. Everybody wore loafers. And if you didn't have that skirt, then you weren't part of the trendy group. Like now it's completely different, isn't it? Girls wouldn't even want to wear skirts that go down. In fact, they're hoiking them up and schools are desperately trying to stop them hoiking them up. But at that time, that was a marker of, you know, you were really cool if you had those shoes and you had that skirt and everything else and anybody else wasn't. So we started this competition from a young age as females. And I don't remember, and I'm not a boy, right? But I had I had brother. I don't remember it being as pressured, as pressured to go to youth club in a new outfit not the one that you wore last week, whereas boys would just rock up in a jeans and t-shirt and give zero-ness, you know, about it. But I just remember that pressure building as I went through teens and like senior school and then into the workplace or college and then into the workplace. And then when you get into the workplace, if you've got a big, you know, a large group of females in one space, again, that competition would be there, that unkindness could be there at times, that judgment, that underpinning toxic energy, which was a masculine energy, And I believe it is this perception that women have to play harder to be accepted. Women have to play this competitive game in order to to feel equal in the workplace when it's, it's just not true. But in many cases back then it was and it still exists now. I was talking to um, a client recently about a work environment that she was experiencing and she was saying that there, there's, there's two females and it's interesting to observe them. One leads with kindness and compassion and the other one leads with dominance. And it's almost so that she gets taken seriously by men that are sitting at the top of the table as well. And it's either a kind of join in and be accepted or show your vulnerabilities and weaknesses and you're not quite on the same level and that's what she was experiencing and she was trying to navigate her way through that and I think it's the same for so many of us that we either to to feel accepted we either get involved with what's going on or we get kind of pushed out and there is a human desire a hardwiring desire as humans to be accepted to be kind of taken in and brought into that circle so that we feel safe because again if we go back to living in the caves safety meant safety in numbers when you were part of a community you were looked after nurtured supported fed and everybody worked together if somebody was cast aside if they didn't go along with the the norms of that community or they didn't toe the line or you know what i'm saying they didn't just become a coercive member of that team then they were put to one side or not included and that then put put them into danger. So we do have a hardwiring to be part of a community and to feel like we belong. And when you don't know who you are as a young female and you're still trying to figure out what, what, what you know, what do I want to do? What, who do I like? What do I want to wear? All of these things, as well as the ups and downs of hormones that are starting to flood our bodies and our bodies are changing shape and 
And that's happening at different rates for other people. You've got somebody in year or first year, as I would call it, year seven now, and she's already like got her boobs and she's just like wearing a bra. And I remember in year eight, I didn't need a bra. I was a very late bloomer and I didn't need one, but I wore one just to, because you could see it through your school shirt. And people were measuring you based on that. So this feeling of competitiveness was there from such a young age. It's so deeply ingrained in us as females that we take it through our lifetime. We take it into college. We take it into our workplaces. We take it into circles that we might create when we become mothers, if we choose to do that. And it just gets too much. Like I got to a point where I couldn't do it anymore. And my children were young and I was like, I... I'm not feeling like I fit anywhere here. And I have some really great friends from that time, don't get me wrong. But it was really when I became, and I I moved into this world of doulering and and this world opened up to me, this world of you can be whoever you want to be. And if people don't like that, that's okay, because it's nothing to do with you, what people like. People will, they will find their people as well. And everybody naturally finds their place in this world. It's okay not to be liked, which... 15-year-old Steph would have just thought, no, I have to be liked. I have to be liked. (laughs) So this is why I have this burning desire, this absolute passion now to create women's circles, women's, and almost show women that it can be a different way, that it doesn't have to be, you have to look a certain way, you don't have to say certain things, that you are safe to be everything that you already are and all that you potentially desire to be and you don't don't have to play this game anymore we don't have to compete in a masculine way there is nothing wrong with being masculine but we have to balance it with our feminine energy as well and that is about compassion self-compassion as well as compassion for others and nurturing again self and others and just allowing ourselves to embrace all that we are and you will naturally find people that are meant to be in your world and naturally people that aren't will just find their way into another world and out of yours and it's just this beautiful natural progression that happens and with my women's circles the which which is pause and reconnect women's circles are my smaller groups of women that come together that's no more than six women at a time and each woman that comes into that space I welcome them in unconditionally with respect for others don't get me wrong they don't get to just (laughs) be unfiltered in that space this is about kindness and compassion for oneself and others as well but they get to leave all the crap at the door and just breathe and come into that space and say what they need to say, let go of what they need to let go of and support others and get support where needed. So I think the tide is changing. I think women are finding a different way forward, but there's a lot of work to do. And for me, that work involves creating these women's circles, whether it's my pause and reconnect women's circle or my online virtual women's circle as well as pause and reconnect the one day workshop as well which is a larger group of women it's anything up to 18 women at a time that are coming together for one day and one day only whereas the pause and reconnect women's circles is we meet once a month for three months that's that continuity it's that relationship building that community building but that is what I feel my purpose is Like now, I feel like that's what's driving me and what's moving me forward is creating these beautiful communities and these women's circles. Because actually, when women come together and they nurture and support and lift each other up rather than trying to knock each other down, which is an instinct, it's not a conscious thing, it's an unconscious thing to help them feel safe and help them feel accepted and part of a community as well. When women do that, unbelievably incredible things happen. It's beautiful to see and beautiful to be part of. So I welcome you. I absolutely welcome you to take a look at 
my pause and reconnect women's circles now they are chelmsford based at the moment and i say at the moment because they will be moving around the country however i am now going to be doing a once a month women's circle as well which is a virtual online one hour once a month i'm going to put all the information to this in my show notes because this is a really important thing that i'm about to roll out as as my offerings but i would love you to be part of that and of course just to remind you that the whatsapp community is another form of women's circle there is something like 55 women in that space some contribute regularly others just watch from the sidelines anything is fine you can just come and watch and listen and speak as and when you want to but i would be absolutely over the moon to have you there so just for today i want you to think about how comfortable you feel in your own skin I want you to think about things that might have happened in the past where you compromised who you are to fit in. And just for today, think about how you can be your authentic self just for today. Thank you for being here and listening in. I am so, so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you. I would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into. And you can connect with me on the socials at I am Steph Granger. So before you go, let me leave you with this final thought. Just for today, be present in your life. Engage your senses, see what you see, hear what you hear, and feel what you feel. And really notice what is right in front of you. Because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now. Take care. Until next time.